Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. All right, all right, all right. I'm your host, Jared Lasky, and this is Adventures in the Spirit. I'm so excited that this is going around the world right now on numerous social media channels. It's being on other platforms. This is the message of the kingdom power of God right here. I want to encourage all of you to subscribe and share Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. It's available anywhere that you listen to podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Google, the Charisma Podcast Network, you name it. It's on YouTube. Subscribe to it and share. Guys, I'm excited for my guest today. I have Tom Loud, who's the senior pastor of Shoreline Full Gospel Fellowship in the Seattle area. He's been in ministry for more than 40 years. And since 2014, Tom has taught and led marketplace ministry around the world crossing many denominational lines. After being given a revelation by the Holy Spirit in 2014, Tom has seen thousands of miraculous healings and has taught many others around the world how to see God heal people supernaturally. So please welcome Pastor Tom Loud to Adventures in the Spirit. Pastor Tom, thank you for being my special guest today. It's an honor to have you on. It's an honor to be on, Jared. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so very welcome. Uh, Tom, I know that the Holy Spirit is on your life. You know, God is using you in signs and wonders for his glory. Uh, you've been in ministry. You're, you're a ministry veteran. But I would love to know and our viewers and our listeners to know your story, some of the backstory to how you were called into ministry. Well, I wasn't brought up as many people were in a Christian household. Mine was not. My parents did not take us to church. And that sometimes can be be uh, an issue where it's hard for people to find the truth. But in my case, the truth came in at my door. I didn't know who God was. I wasn't really searching for God. But uh, a young man at work, you know, one day just told me about things that I had never heard before. And of course, I had heard of Jesus. I had heard of him dying on a cross. But I didn't know if that was true. I didn't know if that was an old story that historically was accurate, but really he wasn't God. I really didn't know anything. I was a blank slate. So I really probably was open to any kind of pitch somebody had. But fortunately, the person who came to me had the gospel. And uh, I did believe that there was a supernatural, you know, um, there's a, a dimension out there. I just didn't know what it looked like. And so this young man, he happened to be a, uh, a black Pentecostal young man. And I didn't know any black people at the time. He was the first one I ever met. And uh, his church was really lively, a lot of really lively music. There was, uh, um, you know, um, the belief in all the perpetuity of spiritual gifts, you know, there was the tongues of person and, and prophecy and things like that. So I got immersed in that from, you know, from zero to 60 and just very quickly. And I ended up being, I didn't know I was any different than anybody else. I ended up being the only white guy in an all black church for eight years, you know. <laughs> and so that was kind of my background. But uh, I learned, you know, the reality of Jesus Christ as baptized in the Holy Spirit. I experienced okay. visions and revelations. and um, Eventually, you know, I began to grow in the things of God and in the Word of God. I had a real attraction to the Word of God, 
And I just looked at it as uh, my treasure hunt is to find out everything God has to say in his word and find out what these things all mean and how these things all fit together. So very early on in my Christian walk, people started to see within me a gifting for teaching. And so I've never, I always made it a, I made a deal with the Lord. I said, if you want to use me, I don't want to self-promote. I want you to have people approach me. So I, people started to approach me, said, could you teach this? Could you do this? And eventually I became an assistant pastor. And then eventually I, I have been a pastor here in Seattle for 11 years now. So that's kind of how I came to this point. Well, that's so, exciting. Yeah. What about 2014? There was a yeah. shift. There was a change. Yes, there was. What did God do? Well, uh, I'll give you a little background to the time before 2014, where I had been a pastor for a few years, and being a um, believer, spirit-filled, believing in the perpetuity of spiritual gifts, I believed for healing, I believed for words of knowledge and words of wisdom, and all those things, I believed for them. So there was no resistance in my heart towards the supernatural things, none at all. However, I had been to numerous Pentecostal churches, uh, you know, um, various varieties, various, uh, you know, particular institutions that uh, had a different skew on things, a different slant on things. And I was seeing that they all believed the same things pretty much. But the, the working of miracles, the signs and wonders, they were things that we did not see at church normally at all. Right. And in fact, I was saved for 30 years and I could say, I know of people who had a miracle. I didn't see it. I wasn't there when it happened. I know of people who had been to foreign lands and seen many miracles in, you know, missionary trips. But I'd never seen a miracle, not myself. I'd never seen one. And it kind of uh, it kind of made me, you know, sorrowful. Like, Lord, why is this not happening in the church nowadays like it should? And it wasn't just our church. It was every church I went to. Is like, we're preaching it, we're talking about it, and we're laying hands and we're praying, but we're just not seeing things happen. And that was true for almost everybody I met. They said, yeah, I, I, I've heard about this great, you know, miracle that happened on the West, on the East Coast or on the West Coast, but how about right here? Did you see one yourself? Were you participating in one yourself? And it was very, very, very rare. And I thought it shouldn't be rare because in the early church, it wasn't rare. It was a normal thing. It was normative. So... One time, uh, my, my previous pastor, he gave me a video series and said, watch this. And it was called God's Generals by Robert Slaird. And he wrote a book, a very famous book. And I watched the video series. And I was particularly focused on the time in the 50s. There was a, a big healing revival that occurred in the 50s. And there were numerous people. There was A.A. A. Allen, Jack Coe, Shambach, all kinds of people that were seeing magnificent miracles happen at these tent meetings and they would be all over the U.S. and and they weren't on a big flashy stage. They were usually in a tent and there was sawdust on the floor, but there were magnificent miracles happening. People would be brought in on stretchers from hospitals and they'd be raised up and they would be healed from cancer. And I saw all these things happening on film. There it is, live person in front of everybody and they're legitimate and they were, uh, uh, you know, medically proven. But I was saying, I don't see that now. What happened? Now, I've seen big stage performances with great, you know, musical orchestras and a lot of flash and, and the people come out telling testimonies about something that happened, but I've never seen it really happen before your eyes. So I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm, I'm kind of bummed out. I'm a pastor and I believe in these things, but I'm not seeing them. 
And I don't know other people that are really seeing them like they sh should be seeing them. So what, what am I to do? I'm praying that you would bring that back to the church like it was in the 50s, like I saw in those revivals. You'd bring it back to the church. It would become normative that we would see that in all the churches that believe in the gifts of the Spirit. And the Lord spoke to me, and he said something that at the time, it was prophetic, but I didn't know exactly how it looked, how it, you know the, how it would turn out. But he said to me this. He said, I had to put a stop to that healing revival of the 50s because men's eyes began to go towards the man, the man that was praying. He became like an idol. He said, I took that idol down. He says, but I'm going to bring it back. But when I bring back the healing revival, it won't be the man that the people talk about. It'll be the church, the whole church, right. the body. So it'll be diffused. It won't be about this one guy. If you can just touch the hem of this guy's garment, you're going to be healed. It wasn't what is going to be like that. I didn't know how that was going to look until 2014 when the Lord gave me a great revelation, which we'll go into at some point here in this interview. But he gave me a great revelation and I instantly saw healing came back. And I began to say, if it works for me, perhaps it'll work for anybody. And I began to teach anybody, anybody, didn't matter what they're, if they've been saved five minutes, didn't matter if they were seasoned, or didn't matter if they were a Lutheran, a Catholic, a Pentecost, it didn't matter. I taught them these principles and instantly they saw healings too. And I realized everybody can do this. So I began to teach it and I've taught it in many parts of the world where even parts where people said, it can't happen here. I go there, I go, it's going to happen here. And it's happened. It's happened. So God's really been moving. And that's, that's become a major part of uh, my calling is to teach the church in general. We can all operate in this. And people might say, well, it's not all about healing. Well, it isn't all about healing. Salvation is the main thing. But healing is the dinner bell to salvation. It's the thing that opens the door for many people's lives where they'll start to listen to you when they see that the impossible has been done before their eyes. They say, I want to hear about God now rather than just my philosophies about the Bible. Right. Oh, I love that. That is so good. Yeah. And just saying healing is the dinner bell. Yes, this is this is all about Jesus. You know, if yeah. someone out there does not have a relationship with Jesus right where you are, start talking to him. Yeah. Turn Amen. your heart to him. You know, ask him to cleanse you and forgive you and to start having a conversation with him today. And then start asking the Holy Spirit to start speaking to you yes, and giving yes. you a revelation. Do you want to grow in your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Do you want to commune with the wonderful Holy Spirit like never before? Your adventure with Him will grow tremendously as you go through our Fellowship with the Holy Spirit e-course. You can study the course at your own pace, on your time. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit will help you know the Holy Spirit more and encounter Him every day. You'll learn His names, His character, His fruit, His personality, and more. Go to FirebornMinistries.com to purchase this life-changing program and start connecting with Him today. So, Pastor Tom, what was the revelation that the wonderful Holy Spirit gave you in 2014? All right. Well, I'm glad we got a little bit of time, okay? Because <laughs> I came into the office one day, our church office, and my secretary was looking at some videos, and she said, Pastor Tom, you got to look at this video. And I said, okay. It was on YouTube. And it was a man named Pete Cabrera Jr. Now, I didn't know who he was. He's a good friend of mine now, but I didn't know at the time who he was. Uh, just some, some unknown Mexican guy in Kansas that runs a soup kitchen. That's all I knew. 
And he was on YouTube um, performing miraculous signs and wonders as far as praying for healing, dramatic healings like I'd never seen recorded before. And they're right there on this guy's YouTube channel. He's just a regular guy. He doesn't have a flashy stage uh, presence. He's just a regular guy meeting regular people and praying and miracles are happening. They're outrageous. And then I'm wondering, are these real? Um, now, I believe in miracles, but I don't know this guy. And then he said something that really caught me off guard. He says, and by the way, I don't have the gift of healing because I had thought, well, he's probably got the gift of healing. That's why it's happening. And I don't have it, I guess. So I got to pray for it. But he said, I don't have the gift of healing. He says, I just use my authority. Oh, that's interesting. So there was this one video, the one I saw, the first one, where this man who was an atheist with his wife, who was an atheist, came into the soup kitchen and um, he had some terrible back problems. And Pete said, I'm going to pray for you. God's going to heal you. And the wife says, well, that's not going to happen. You know, they're atheists. They don't believe in this. He says, well, just let me give it a shot. So he sat this man down and put his his legs on a coffee table. And you could see one of the legs was about three inches shorter than the other. He goes, there's your problem. He said to the wife, you hold the camera and you film this. So she was filming and he said, you know, right leg, come out like that. And it grew right out. And I thought, wow, I've never I've heard of that. I've never seen that. It grew right out. I'm going, that's really cool. And he goes, oh, yeah, watch this. And he grew the other leg out another three inches. And I go, what? And then he grew the previous leg out another three inches suddenly. And then he grew one leg back six inches. And he said, now stand up. And the guy stood up and he was slanted and he could hardly snap. And his wife's freaking out. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> this, this can't be real. And then wow. he tells these legs, he goes, he goes, right leg, come out. Left leg, come out. Right leg, go in. Left leg, and they're going back and forth. I'm saying, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Can this be real? This has got to be, why would God allow this to happen? This is like a sideshow. I couldn't believe it. So I go, if that's real, wow. But if it's not real, you know, this guy's got to get exposed. So I began to research whoever this man was, this Pete Cabrera Jr. I began to research him. And I thought I'm going to find some big thing on Google that says, this guy's biggest fraud. Everybody knows, you know, it's been proven but I didn't find that at all. I found people saying he's legit. So I decided to take the video and I frame by frame watched it to see, is it has, does it have cuts? Does it have alteration to it? And it was just raw footage. And the leg was really coming in and out like that. And the wife was freaking out. And, you know, they started to believe in God right after that. So I said, I've got to get a hold of this guy. He's got something going on that I, I need, I need. And as I was looking through his videos, I kept watching different videos and saw these people all seem like they're right off the street. They don't seem like actors. It doesn't seem like it's set up. They seem completely sincere. So it was looking like maybe he's the real deal. So I saw this one video, though, that kind of stuck out. I saw this woman who had a, a bad shoulder. And I mean, it was really bad. She had many surgeries. She was a young woman, had many surgeries. They couldn't repair it any further than they had. And she could only raise her arm just a little bit but not above her shoulder. So she came to Pete and Pete said, well, I'm going to pray for you. And he goes, what are the doctors saying? She says, well, the doctor said they can do nothing else. This cannot be healed. He says, well, I'm going to tell you what Jesus says. You're going to be healed today. And I thought, this man's very bold. You know, I'd like to see this. So he says, let me pray for you. So he puts his hand on his shoulder and he starts speaking and he speaks like I would expect. You know, he says, I command this shoulder to be healed in Jesus name. And I'm, I'm, I'm on board for all this. And, I, and then he goes, now try it out. And she raises her hand above her shoulder and she freaks out and go, I haven't been able to do that 15 years. Wow. And I'm thinking, that's pretty good. But Pete goes, can't you put it over your head fully? She goes, no. 
He goes, well, then let's do it again. So he says, put your arm down. Now, this is where I was really perplexed. He put his hand on her shoulder and he didn't say a single word. He just looked at her. He said, now try it. Put her hand right over her head. And I go, I missed something. He didn't even talk. I mean, I thought you had to say in Jesus name before and in the middle and at the end. Otherwise, nothing's going to happen. He didn't say a single word. Her hand was right over her head. She completely freaked out. So I said, something's going on that he didn't explain. Something inside his head, some picture, some way of that isn't shown on the bill. I've got to find out. So I, I just, you know, kind of stalked him on YouTube. I kept saying, please call me, please call me, please call me. One thing. day he called me. One day he called me. He said, is this Tom Loud? I go, yes. He goes, this is Pete Cabrera. I go, okay, I got you cornered. That's the question. <laughs> During that video, that woman, where yeah, the second time, you didn't say a word, but she got healed instantly. I, I'm imagining you were picturing in your mind's eye, you were picturing her shoulder being completely reconstructed, right? He said, no. I said, okay, I'm imagining you were praying in the spirit silently. We just couldn't hear it. He says, no. I said, then what were you thinking? He said this. Well, actually, Tom, I wasn't thinking of anything. Wow. I said, what? He goes, I wasn't thinking of anything and I wasn't feeling anything. And I said, and and she got healed. He goes, yeah. I go, how do you explain it? He goes, I don't know. So I'm going, I had my chance to ask my question. I got nowhere. I, what in the world was that? So I hung up the phone. I was frustrated. I said, God, what is this? I can't. I don't know. He did nothing. He was thinking nothing. And the Lord gave me a revelation. This was it. It was like right before my eyes, you know, like the headlines on the newspaper. A scripture that I know, I had never looked at this way. It's Romans 8, 7. Okay. So it talks about this. The natural mind is enmity against God. Okay. For it's not subject to the laws of God, neither can it be. For the natural mind or the carnal mind or the flesh mind, it says is that enmity against God. Now the word enmity means hostile. So your natural mind is hostile against God. That's what the Bible says. That's kind of weird. Why is your mind so upset? Well, it is hostile against God. It says it's not subject to the laws of God. That means it will not bow its knee to the word of God. And it says neither can it be made subject. So no matter how much you think you're renewing your mind and going to retrain your brain, your natural mind will never get it. That's why we have been given the mind of Christ. First Corinthians 2.16, it says, however, we have the mind of Christ. So in a moment, the Lord gave me this scripture, Romans 8, 7, about the carnal mind being hostile towards God, the natural mind being hostile towards God, and a mind that cannot be, it's like trying to break a zebra. You can break a horse, but a zebra, well, you can never break. You can ride him all day. He's going to ride and jump until he drops dead. Well, you can't change the natural mind into a spiritual mind. You have to operate apart from it. The Lord gave me this revelation on how to do this. And I said, well, if that's true, I'm going to go out and test it right now and do something I've never done. So I went out on the streets. I've never prayed people on the streets. Never. I handed out pamphlets in this, but never prayed for people for healing. So I found a woman who was bent over with a walker and she wasn't old. She was in her 30s, but she had osteoarthritis in her whole body. She was bent over. She was in extreme pain. I said, if this works, I'm going to tell everybody. If this doesn't work, I'm telling nobody, and this woman doesn't know me, so it won't ruin my reputation, you know. <laughs> so I said to this lady, I said, hi, my name's Tom. And before I could believe what came out of my mouth, I said, I pray for people and God heals them. And I go, well, that's a first, because it's never happened. So I said, I'm going to pray for you, and God's going to heal you. I said, what's your pain level? She goes, oh, it's about an 8 out of 10. I said, doctors can do anything? She says, nothing. They can't do a thing. I go, 
I'm going to pray for you right now. You're going to be healed. I just couldn't believe I was saying these words, but I was. So I said, so here, you just relax. and I'm going to pray for you. And I had her too. I said, I said, why don't you try to touch your feet? Well, she can only put her hands down to her knees. Excuse me. Excuse me, that's an off video sneeze. But anyway, she could only get her hands down to the audience. Yeah, she could, she could only get her hands down to her knees and then she's screaming in pain. She couldn't touch her toes or anything. So I said, I'm going to pray for you. God's going to heal you. I couldn't believe I was saying that, but I was going to incorporate what I believe God has shown me, which was this. I put my hands on her and I said, in Jesus' name, I command this arthritis to go. I command all the pain to go right now in Jesus' name. And I said, go now. And the minute I said, now, this is where I incorporated what I believe God had told me. Remember Pete said he wasn't thinking anything? Yeah. Well, what I did was I shut off my natural mind and didn't let it talk. The talk it normally did talk. The talk that said, what if it doesn't work? What if she doesn't get healed? It's going to disgrace your, your name and Christ's name. I said, Shh. I just shut off my natural mind. I said, you cannot interfere because you're at enmity with God. So why should I listen to you anyway? So I said, Shh. I just kept my hands on her. And my mind says, but what if I just, shh, but shh. I just kept silent. And I said, all right. I stood up and I said, now touch your feet. She looks at me like, you're out of your mind. I've never been able to do that in years. She got to go. I said, I couldn't believe I said, it. I said, you can now. She reached down, touched her feet. She stood up. She was absolutely completely healed. She's healed to this day. And I realized it. Thinking nothing, Pete had stumbled on something. Our natural mind, we're trying to engage it in a prayer to say, I'm, I'm using my mind to believe all I can with all my heart and my mind, and I'm trying to focus on faith and on the word of God. But your natural mind needs to be set to the side and say, I don't really need your input because you're hostile towards God anyway, and you're not set the laws of God. So just step aside, and I'm just going to silence my mind and get out of God's way. I'm going to pray with faith and get out of God's way and be silent. And I did that, and it worked the very first time. And then it worked again and again and again. And I've taught this to people everywhere. And I would say almost everybody that is taught this instantly, not, not like it, they work their way up, instantly they get 70 to 80% uh, um, healing response immediately. So that's, that's kind of my revelation. Can you share one more testimony of healing? Um, I know in your book, Unlocking Kingdom Power, um, you've got a number of testimonies uh, in that. So it's chock yeah. full of testimonies. Lots. Can you share yeah. one more testimony? Sure. And then I, after that testimony, yeah. could mm -hmm. you teach us how to do what Jesus did? Absolutely. So I'm going to give you what I think is one of my weirdest testimonies because I, I think it's just fun. Okay. And, and if you go on YouTube and under Tom Loud, you can look up my video that's called the three kidney miracle. That's one of my favorites. So. People think I got to wait for the anointing to come on me and or I got to have the gift of healing. Well, no, you just need to know your authority. And in, in my book, I teach you how to understand your authority. If you understand your authority, you know who you are, you know what you have. You can do these things right now, even if you don't feel the anointing, even if you don't feel like it, because it's nothing to do with feelings. It has to do with who God has made you to be. You are a son of God. And these signs follow those that believe. So one of my favorite ones is um, a man I had trained. I've trained people come in from all over the world. This man I trained uh, about 50 miles south of me. He came in, I trained him, and then I didn't see him again for a while. He was out there praying for people. But one Sunday, he brought a friend of his and his friend's wife, and I'd never met them. 
And he goes, Tom, you got to meet these people. And it was between two services I was doing. I had like 10 minutes. He goes, you got to pray for them today. I go, I don't have a lot of time. He goes, please. I go, okay, okay, we'll make this quick. So I really wasn't into it. I wasn't getting really spiritual or fasted or anything like that. I was just doing what I can do. So I just said, okay, what's the problem? Well, she, she's got breast cancer. She's got uh, an addiction to painkillers because she was thrown off a horse as a child. She has this back injury. Uh, he got uh, back problems. And he has uh, failed kidneys. And I go, okay, okay, let's just get done with this because I got to go. You know? So I was like, okay, cancer, I command you to go right now in Jesus' name. You know, And I command uh, uh, this back problem be healed right now. Jesus, all pain leave right now. And I move on to the next. You know, This guy, I said, sit down. His, one of his legs was short. I said, leg, come out now. It grew out. I said, uh, back pain, leave right now. And then I put my hands on him. I said, so what's the thing with the kidneys? He says, well, both my kidneys have failed. So I finally found a transplant donor. It was my brother-in-law. So I have one kidney in there that's a transplant. It may not hold. It may not take. It may not work. But it's, it's working a little bit right now. Could you pray for me? And I didn't know this, but when they give you a kidney transplant, most of the time they don't take out the other two that are dead. They just leave them there. I didn't know that. So I prayed. I said, I command these kidneys to come to life and be healed right now. And then I go, okay, I got to go and teach. You know, I got to go preach. So I left. A month later, this guy shows up on my doorstep. He says, I got to take you to lunch. This guy's a really big, influential businessman. He knows thousands of people. He goes, I'm sending your videos to everybody. He said, let me tell you what happened. He said, my wife had this drug addiction for 15 years. Took these, like she took, uh, it was like eight Vicodin a day, right? For 15 years. He goes, instantly, she had no addiction. All the pain in her back was gone. She's had since she was a child, completely gone. She's totally healed. She went to the doctor, the breast cancer she had, completely clean bill of health. She has no breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And he goes, now let me tell you about me. You grew out my leg. And he goes, my back's fine now. It's never been better. He says, but let me tell you what. I, I went to the doctors because we who have had kidney transplants, they uh, maintain um, certain profiles. on us. They watch our chemistry to see if we're doing okay. And they post it nationwide. Well, everybody's had a transplant. You can see their, their yeah. you know, other doctors can look at how things are going for that person. Well, he says, mine's at the top of everybody's because all three of my kidneys are now alive and working perfectly. So he's the man with three kidneys. So wow. that's a pretty cool testimony. But it just goes to show you, I was using my authority, just doing what I'm supposed to do. But I really wasn't, you know, super prayed up. I wasn't feeling the anointing. It was nothing like that. I was just simply using the principles God gave me. That's awesome. Tom, could you activate us in doing this? Sure. Doing what Jesus did. Um, yeah. Now, now I again, I, I'd encourage people to get your book, Unlocking Kingdom Power. I think that's available. It's uh, on Amazon, on Amazon, and all those places that people can get. Kind of uh, looks I, like that. I Amazon. read it from cover to cover. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Pastor Tom, activate us to do a Jesus. All right. I'm going to uh, give you a little instruction, and then what we'll do is the the audience there. There's some people who have pain, and and they can pray for each other or for themselves. Okay, so here's some things I want to say is that when I'm praying for somebody, one thing I don't do is I'm not asking the father to heal somebody because that's not the way it's done in the book of Acts. That's not the way anybody did it. Any of the apostles, they commanded healing, you know, rise up and walk in the name of Jesus, not father, please heal this lame man. It's rise up. So you use your authority. Yeah, you use your authority. So I place my hands on the person and I don't have to. I could just point at them, but I place my hands on the person usually. And I'll say, in the name of Jesus, and I'm commanding with my eyes open. I'm not closing my eyes trying to get in contact with God. I'm using authority in this case. Like you're talking to a dog and saying, sit. 
So I'm peeking to the shoulder or whatever it is. And I'm saying, I command these uh, joints, these ligaments, these tendons to be healed right now. And I command all the pain to leave now. Now I say now a lot because that triggers right after the now, that's kind of the trigger. I pull the trigger. Now I silence my mind. I think nothing. And I just say, this is the part where I step aside and God works. After a few moments, I say, test it out. They test it out. And so many times they're healed. So let's do this is those folks that are out there, perhaps you have pain in your own body. And I've seen many people get healed by just doing what I'm saying right here to themselves. So put your hand on your body. Okay. And say this with me, say, Heavenly Father, I know that you love me. Okay. And I know that you you love me. Okay. And I know that you don't want me to have this pain or this problem. I know that you don't want me to have this pain or this problem. So right now I speak to this issue and whatever it is, you know, if you have a deaf ear, a blind eye, uh, a, a bad knee, say, I speak to this issue of my bad knee or whatever it is. I speak to right? this issue of my shoulder. Okay. Yeah. And I say, in Jesus' name, yeah. I command every muscle tendon, every muscle and tendon. Command every muscle and tendon in Jesus' name. Ligament and nerve. Ligament and nerve. To be healed now. To be healed now. I command all the pain. I command all the pain. Get out now. Get out now. And and if it's a if it's an organ problem, you just command that organ to be made whole or whatever it is. And after you say get out now or be healed now, this is the part silence your mind. Just silence it. Just shh. Don't let it talk. Don't let it say, but what if? Just shh. And be still. Okay. After a few moments of that stillness, I say, now test it out. And so you people out there, uh, test it out. Let's say, oh my goodness, the pain's gone. Now, if the pain is halfway gone, then what you do is you say, oh, well, it was an eight, now it's a four, you do it again. Because Jesus prayed twice for a blind man, so you can pray twice, that's okay. Sometimes I pray three times or four times, but the point is, if it starts moving, God will take it all the way to a zero, right? Amen. 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 Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. I feel a difference. Amen. Okay. Come on. All right. Come all on. Right. Just, just the other day. I mean, Jesus loves all you guys out there. He loves you all so much. He saves you and he could bring healing to your life. Amen. Pastor Tom, this was amazing. Thank you so very much. Amen. I want to encourage everybody again, uh, purchase this book, Unlocking Kingdom Power on Amazon or anywhere that books are sold. I read it from cover to cover. It is amazing. Uh, and reach out to my friend, Pastor Tom. Tom, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you for more information? Well, my email is pastortomloud at gmail.com. And our church website, you can send messages through that also, which is shorelinefullgospel.org. And then, of course, uh, you see many of the teachings, all the teachings, you know, I... I didn't write the book so people have to pay for these things. I've given these things free for years. I've, the book is a culmination of all these things put in one place. But all these teachings are free. There's lots of teachings on YouTube and my YouTube channel, Tom Loud Healing. Awesome. That was Tom Loud, uh, my new friend who unlocks kingdom power, who I Amen. know people are going to start reaching out to us about them uh, being healed by Jesus' Amen. touch while watching or even listening in. To this podcast. I want to encourage everybody to subscribe and share Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, whether you're watching it on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitch TV, 
you name it. Uh, share it. It's on, available on Apple, Spotify, Google. Share this episode with all your friends. Pastor Tom, it was an honor and a pleasure to have you on. It was an honor to be on. Thank you so much for having me on, Jared. Welcome. You're so welcome. God bless you, brother. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com, and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. The, is it morning yet? Deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Get any sized iced coffee for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And sweeten the deal when you pair it with a baked apple or pumpkin and creme pie. After all, why wait to treat yourself? Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba.